trick is a figment of the liberal media and the dental industry to scare you into buying useless appliances and pastes. Now, I've read the arguments on both sides, and I haven't found any evidence yet to support the need to brush your teeth. Ever. I don't know how you know you ain't got no teeth. Well, I got rid of my teeth at a young age because... And I'm straight. Teeth are for gay people. That's why f***ies come and get them. If teeth make me gay, then sign me up. What the hell is that? Stone on air coming up. Completely unsanctioned by the church. Stone on air. Whatever, let's just do this. Stone on air. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Give human beings opportunity, and you'll be absolutely shocked with what people do with it. Stone on air coming up. Stone on air. Exactly why I hate podcasts. At least ones are radio shows format that are disguised as podcasts or podcasts that are disguised as radio shows. However, that's you get my point. Started this thing a couple of days ago. Welcome in. I'm Brian. It's a Stone on Air podcast. Thursday, May 26th. I think I need a new board, new mixer here. This thing sucks. Can't ever get the volume where I want it. Uh, yeah, so I created that dopey open a couple of days ago. Had the segments segmented out a couple of days ago. And um, here's where we are. Uh, the other day I got a very nice text compliment from a friend of mine about the the borderline gleeful uh, addendum podcast I did last week about the uh, Sabrina Turner Smedley nonsense here locally. And that is my favorite kind of content is to uh, discuss things locally and it's just we're just not that interesting to be able to do it once a week. Um, we're close, we're, we're close, but it's still nowhere near a guarantee. And and not everybody wants to hear just stuff about Chattanooga. There's a lot of different kind of people, different walks of life. Listen to this show. I thank each and every one of you. Um, but it said something about I'm totally paraphrasing. Just my, my um, how how happy and enthused I was was in, infectious or something along those lines. And and uh, very different than the way I normally am. And I'm like on another planet to where I even normally am. I'm in a just a rotten, rotten, lousy mood. I have been for uh, a day and a half now uh, because of the, the latest shooting. And, and I, I, I mean, I guess I'm going to have to talk about it to a certain degree. And portions of this show today is kind of cut from the same mode, uh, uh, mold a little bit. So, and I'm not going to change it. I just don't have the time or the energy or the the uh, the compensation to scrap something I've already spent, you know, three to four or five hours on. So I'll just kind of let them blend and intertwine together and just kind of see where um, where it goes. In the second segment of the show, my ideological hero, Bill Maher, has pissed everybody off again. Again, all of this pre-Texas uh, high school or elementary school shooting. Uh, but post the um, the Buffalo shooting and 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 to me uh, I don't get wrapped up in this age thing. It doesn't mean anything more or less to me that these are children. It just doesn't. And I know the automatic response to that is, well, you don't have kids. And I was already going with an a- angle about raising kids and not having kids and having them and and how it can blind you by blah blah. I was going to do all that already in this show, and I I guess I still am going to in in the in the second segment, but um, I, I don't care if you're a grown-ass man in a church or woman in a church or a shopping center in a predominantly African-American area of Buffalo or a shopping center in Colorado that is, I would guess, a predominantly white area or a theater in Colorado or, a, or an elementary school or a high school. They're all lives that were killed you know, by, by maniacs and by with military-grade weaponry. That's what upsets me, that. And then what has really upset me the most, really in the last 24 hours, 
is the way people are reacting on primarily Twitter. I, Facebook is such a wasteland of garbage. I mean, if, if the lowest of the low are, you know, arguing with like people that they know and friends. I don't mean like low lives. I mean, low intellectual types. I'm not trying to act like Twitter's where all the smart people are, but there's more there than there are on Facebook. And it's a bigger snapshot of the world or at least the country because it's mostly people you don't know. Facebook is primarily people that you do know. Um, the way people have demonized who whoever doesn't agree with them for what the problem is, I mean, I've seen the word enemy used so many times, the word evil so many times, and this is not in reference to uh, to the actual predators. This is to people who don't agree with them as to why this keeps happening. Anybody who doesn't agree with me is the enemy. I mean, I've seen that kind of verbiage for 24 hours straight now. And I've been following hashtags and uh, trends rather than my own feed. My own feed is pretty customized. It is a, it is mostly an echo chamber. All my social media are echo chambers, and that's not because I'm ignorant or close-minded to other people's views. Because I still do have people who disagree with me politically in these feeds. They're just not psychopaths. They're not sociopaths. They're not uh, self controlless adult children who just, I got mad, I'm mad, I gotta go. You know, you're gone. You're done. You're not here um, in my feed anymore. And, you know, the, the, the old days of, well, you want to listen to everybody's point of view so you don't get in your own little bubble. No, no, no. I don't need to hear anybody else's point of view. I already know what all the points of view are. I know what the moderate ones are. I know what the sane ones are. I know what the psychos are. I know what the uh, the the absolutely completely irrational uh, thoughts and and talking points and ideologies. I know what they all are. I don't want them poisoning my daily interaction with social media. Except for I've let it happen for the last day purposely just to get a better temperature of the room, and it's it's gross. It's disgusting. Went in to do the show, the morning show this morning, and I was just, I mean, I, I almost couldn't do it. I almost couldn't do it because I was like, here we go. Going to have to talk about it. I mean, I'm out of this game. I'm done with this. It's It sucks because I spent my whole life to try to get to a place to where I could communicate with people and try to be entertaining with with viewpoints and and uh, different perspectives and, and in the radio world, in a real life, a real-time setting where you could interact with other people in that moment. And that was so much fun. And even if I had, you know, I don't even, I don't even miss that anymore. It's just, it's just not, it's, I don't want to come to work every day. I don't want to start my day talking about war and, you know, what political actor and what performative nonsense happened on social media the night before. And it's, you know, just name all the regular suspects and they're all there. And it's so gross. It's just disgusting. And these are grown ass adults. These aren't younger people who haven't experienced life. Most of the ones I'm talking about, I'm talking about, you know, the uh, the, the typical, the, the regulars, but then many others that I don't know as much, the Clay Travis types, uh, um, Whitlock, what's it, he used to write for a bunch of sports outlets, and he does, he's kind of the black guy version of, of Clay Travis, and this other guy, I'm going to read a few tweets from him, Matt uh, Walsh, I think is his name, just a lot of different people who do content creation that I just don't seek out, and it's just, it's just, it's upsetting. It's disturbing. And it, the fact that these are not just kind of ignorant, um, inexperienced young people, they're, they're very established and very uh, influential, very, very influential. We are going down uh, roads that I don't think anybody really completely understands. The, uh, the temperature's bad. It's, it's really bad, and it's not going to... This isn't a it's-going-to-get-worse-before-it-gets-better scenario. To me, it's just going to get worse. And I don't mean, oh, my God, we're doomsday now. I mean, look at the history of, of the world. Nothing's ever better, right? Nothing ever gets, like, completed, right, and finished and, quote-unquote, solved. And like, well, hey, all that stuff we were trying to get done, by God, whoo, we finally got it. Hell yeah, we finally made it. No, it never. It's a never-ending struggle. But uh, this is 
the technology is just so uh, it's so much more powerful than I think the average person walking around realizes because it's I, I compared to this. This might sound silly, but in, in, a, in a regular talk format radio show, only the crazies call the show. Only the fringe calls the show. Only people who are immersed in everything all the time, or at least to that one topic, who have way too much time on their hands, are often very, sometimes creative and unique, but very odd people, call radio shows. To me, that's kind of a similar thing with like Twitter, except for on a little bit bigger scale, but only 28% of Americans use Twitter at all. But the ones that do are... Uh, are are rampantly there and they're immersed in it and when you got some of these people who are making really good points technically speaking even if i don't just don't agree with them and again i'll read it here in a minute uh you're making really good points they're still the ones that are calling people who don't agree with them enemies and they're and they're and they're you know they got very impressionable audiences that you know the crazies that might end up being radicalized and doing something terrible they're a lot of that audience. That scares me. When, when are we going to have political gatherings, rallies, campaign stops where people are bringing guns and shooting people there? When's there going to be mass violence? I don't mean just some, you know, some hands being thrown. I don't mean just a couple of uh, red asses at a Trump rally or some, uh, you know, woke type at a wherever rally or gathering, you know, causes a, a disruption, you know, a, dis, a, a domestic disturbance. That happens plenty. That That's one thing. But how? what happens when somebody gets so radicalized, they go to where these people campaign and, and kill these damn people? That's the next thing. We haven't seen much of that. What's her name out in Arizona a decade and a half ago who miraculously uh, had a, mostly a full recovery and right back to whatever her Senate or con congressional seat was. Like, sorry, the name slips me, but you know who I'm talking about. I can't believe that doesn't happen more often. That would bother me just as bad as a room full of kids. They're all people who should not be killed today. Man. Um. I got a couple pieces of audio I'll get to you here in a minute. And, and my entire roadmap is just gone. I mean, my uh, my show sheet. I don't even know where the hell it is. I can't find it. Um, so here, this is, here's this guy. He is, um, his name is Matt Walsh. Actually, hold on a second. I got to find this shit. Hang on. All right. Well, I guess the only good thing about podcasts is you got a safety net if you need to stop and get your stuff in order. So this guy's name is Matt Walsh. He is a uh, theocratic fascist, best-selling children's author, women's studies scholar, biologist. That's what his Twitter bio says. And um, this was the one, the, the retweet from somebody I saw that I, I actually, I was like, home run. Maybe this is a guy I need to be following. And then it didn't take me long to realize, no, this guy's just as awful as many others of just, of just can't, can't take their foot off the gas pedal. Maybe even too smart for their own good. It says, start with a boy. Take away his father. Sit him in front of a screen all day. Feed him porn. Feed him endless streams of content. Give him no moral formation, no guidance, no companionship. Give him drugs. Isolate him. That's how you make a school shooter. Rinse and repeat. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. I want assault rifles and weapons and any military-style guns banned forever because I hate guns. You know, keep your, your regular stupid guns that you like to shoot or, you know, makes you feel safe or you just love them or whatever. That's fine. I, I that But that's not why kids are being shot in a school and that's not why uh, uh, everywhere else, churches and theaters and, and Buffalo and all those others. There's a multitude of factors. And but I so people getting shot in school ain't got damn thing to do what I, I, I want. Assault rifles off the streets, period. End of story. You know, no, that's not in pencil. I'm not going to erase that and change that. That's an ink pen. So here's a few tweets just from yesterday. And it's just, this is just like dudes doing it all day long. And he's got a lot of followers. He makes documentaries. Pretty, pretty established guy. Um, our culture is a factory just churning out lost, disturbed, broken, nihilistic people. They don't all become school shooters, but few of them amount to anything good. Nothing really to argue there. 
The absolute dumbest narrative is, is that, quote, this doesn't happen in other countries. I'm sorry, what? Gun violence and mass casualties don't, uh, mass casualty attacks don't happen in Central America, South America, Africa, Asia, the Middle East, etc. Is that what really what you're going with? Next tweet uh, continued. The difference is that violent, hopeless young men in Mexico end up working for cartels. In East Africa, they join Al-Shabab, however you say that. In our country, they join drug gangs or they sit in isolation in their basement until one day they exploit, explode. Different manifestations. See, not wrong. It's not right. I don't think it's a f- necessarily a fair way to compare it, but it's not wrong. Our culture is a factory just turning. Oh, I already got that one. Uh, the Democrat narrative about gun control does not predict or account for the sudden rise in school shootings and other mass attacks. It's a narrative that asks you to ignore the entire 20th century up until right about 1999. Uh, then the next part of that first is like, wait, what? Well, hold on. Americans have owned guns since the Second Amendment was ratified and before. The average household firearm hasn't gotten much deadlier over the past several decades. And yet only now do we have regular school shootings. What changed? Not the guns. It's the people and the culture. And he's very not wrong there. Very, very, very not wrong. Assault rifles were just basically as dangerous and as badass now as they were 25 years ago. I know they're better and shinier and slicker now, but his point is pretty clear. Now, then several other of his tweets are ending with, if you don't agree with me, then you're you're evil and you're the enemy and, uh, you know, don't zero tolerance, don't take any of it. So he's making good points while also being very, very, very divisive. And this is just a small, like really um, uh, tame version of what I've been digging through on Twitter for the last, uh, you know, 24 hours. Let's see, going long here already. Let's play a couple of these. And this is this is already one I was going to do. This guy is, you probably heard of Pastor Greg Locke. He's in Mount Juliet, I think, just out of Nashville. He is a an absolute uh, cuckoo bird. His story is worth looking into. I printed his wiki. I'm not going to read it. But here's just more stuff that is turning people radicalized who have too much time on their hands, who are just like dude was saying, isolated, alone, no moral foundation or formation, and they just get inundated with garbage like this. Drag him out right now in Jesus' name. Drag both of them out in Jesus' name. Get out in Jesus' name, you demon. You do it while I'm preaching. I'll take this microphone and bust you in the mouth with it in the name of God because we ain't playing your stupid Democrat games. And so, Father, we need to be released in a spirit of giving. We might need to give a little bit so we can create security around here. This old montage thing, by It's going to get worse. People better make up their mind whose side they're on in this fight. Saying that I called last week to take up arms against the government. If they heard that, it's because they're smoking crack. Or apparently, they didn't, they didn't pay attention. You God-hating communist America, you'll find out what an insurrection is because we ain't playing your garbage. We ain't playing your mess. So that wasn't at all what I said. They don't care what you say. They only care what it sounds like you say so that they can make you say what they want you to say so they can inviscerate you. And the Bible says that we'll take it by force. Everybody mad because I said that in this day and age you can't be a Christian and vote Democrat, which, by the way, you can't. Okay, so I still believe that. Because the government ain't going to tell me what I can and what I can't say. So IRS, we don't need your stupid tax-exempt status. I renounce 501c3 communism. In this church and the IRS and the FBI and everybody we've been turned into can eat my dirty socks on live TV. I'm sick of all these limp-wristed false prophet pastors siding with the Democrats. No wonder these panty-wearing pastors closed their church down during COVID. Bunch of sissies let their wife run the show. When tyranny becomes law, rebellion becomes biblical. I'm calling for Christians to stop. This guy spews this garbage every single week to huge crowds has other rallies around uh, the southeast but certainly middle tennessee and has millions of followers this is the kind of stuff dude does all the time and this is just one tiny little speck of all the trash that is just being force fed it's not even force fed it's just there just on a never ending scroll especially now with the tick the tiktok zombification of of all of us me included you can tell you know how much i talk about how much i love tiktok it is 
terrible for you, terrible for you. And, uh, or at least it certainly can be. And I think for most people, it ends up being uh, a pretty bad habit. Uh, last one here before I'll wrap up this rambled on open. Uh, this is Senator, uh, God, where is it? Murphy out of Connecticut, I believe. And, uh, Chambers, uh, just, uh, I guess the day of the shooting. But I'm here on this floor to beg, to literally get down on my hands and knees and beg my colleagues. Find a path forward here. Work with us to find a way to pass laws that make this less likely. What are we doing? Why do you spend all this time running for the United States Senate? Why do you go through all the hassle of getting this job, of putting yourself in a position of authority? If your answer is that as this slaughter increases, as our kids run for their lives, we do nothing. What are we doing? Why are you here if not to solve a problem as existential as this? Yeah, so um, lots of lots of different angles, lots of people sad, mad, infuriated. And, um, you know, I, I, all of us are to some degree that. But I, I'm not much more now than I was last week or any other time, any other time. It does seem to be much more emotional because of the children factor, but all the issues, all the, th all the problems, all the uh, things that should be examined don't change because it's a child or an adult. Th those are all still the exact same uh, problems that nobody has an answer to. I'm going to continue on with some of this and a variation of it with some audio from Bill Maher on, again, kind of relatable, not really at times, but it was not done um, in response to this shooting. It was done the day before that, actually. So uh, it might sound a, a little different because of that, but well, I don't know. We'll find out together next. Hang on. Now back to more. Stone on air. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Stone on air.com. I'm sure the vast majority of parents do not take this lightly. And that is very hard to know when something is real or just a phase. And I understand being trans is different. It's innate. But kids do also have phases. They're kids. It's all phases. The dinosaur phase. The Hello Kitty phase. One day they want to be an astronaut. The next day you can't get them to leave their room. Gender fluid. Kids are fluid about everything. If kids knew what they wanted to be at age eight, the world would be filled with cowboys and princesses. Welcome back in. Um, I forgot to mention the front end. The final segment of this, I went to pro wrestling in North Georgia. I'm going to talk about it. I'm not in the mood to do it, but if not now, when? Or in not next segment, when? This is um, War on Drugs, song called Pain. They're going to be at Bonnaroo, one of my must-sees in a few weeks. I mean, it is just swaying, just get high and sway to that shit kind of music, man. I love it. So this was another one of those cases where Bill Maher pisses off all the, the liberals and the LBTQ plus. I don't know how many letters are in that these days. Um, I, I'll just, just in case there are newer listeners, I'll... Say what I've said for, uh, probably said it openly for at least 10 years, probably closer to 15, and then before that was at least kind of insinuating it. I'm the gayest straight man you'll ever see. I've been champion for uh, 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 gay and lesbian rights since I was, since I would, it would get my ass kicked in school if I said it too loud. I mean, I've, I've been this way forever, and I'm not just trying to say that now. Now, I wasn't loud because... Literally, I was still in the era of the 90s of you'll get your ass kicked or if you like or you like the the gay guys or you must be a faggot too that kind of thing. Um, so I am a champion and always have been and didn't just start doing it because it got popular in the last five to ten years. Some of my best friends are gay. Actually, I don't hardly know any gay people, but so that's what what's starting this is him um, kind of going after the trans community. Now I do have a and it's not it's not really going after him. It's really not. The, the, uh, recently been running across more and more and realizing it more that most people walking around are what I'm now calling headliners. 
you think that would be a good thing. Oh, they're a headliner. No, they don't actually read the stories. They don't actually listen to the 10 minutes. Sure as shit, they don't have 10 minutes to listen to anything that is not specifically what you want. They don't read the, read the content, listen and watch the content. They read a headline and a comment and then think they know what's going on. Bill Maher is a champion for all the LGBTQ plus types. He absolutely is. But he's not chill and cool with these people that are doing um, surgeries and and medications. And let's see, this uh, he said that granting children's requests for puberty blockers. I don't even know what the hell that is, but it sounds terrible, whatever it is. And genital surgery makes them part of a culture war that they shouldn't be a part of. And many, many, many people, like the Candace Owens types of the world, were, were using the mental illness of of trans and she wasn't saying homosexuals because you can't really get away with that anymore but really being pretty strong on just just throwing around lbg to to blah, blah blah around that this kind of mental illness is what is leading to the uh the emasculating of of young men and I, it was it was just it was it was disturbingly Assholeish, disgusting. It was, it was not cool. And, um, and you, she's got a massive audience, and many of them are going to start. Oh, yeah, well, that's the, the, these trans, it's the trans, the, these mental ill types. But Bill Maher's not wrong to say, hold, hold on, what are we doing here with the kids? And I really, I, well, I like everything he says, and I've, he's almost never said anything I don't agree with, but he's so right, right I can give you examples. In my life, more than once, of people I know, millennials, that want more than anything for their child to be pans or trans, pansexual. I forget what all the terms mean, um, but basically just not heterosexual. And it is kind of like a badge of honor to a certain degree for some of these people. I know it sounds weird. You think, can that really be true? It absolutely is. Maybe it's not that hard to believe for everybody. Um, it's not hard to believe for me because I've seen it happen. I've seen it in my own life, in my presence, and I've called it out before. Um, not in a way like Bill does here, but like, you really, really want your kid to be gay. Why? <laughs> like, what? what's going on with that? Um, we're talking children, 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 not teenagers, not 13, 14, 15 years old. We're talking like eight-year-olds giving special medications to and pushing their kids to to come out when they're not even old enough to even understand what the hell it means. All right, so let's just jump into this. Again, this is not in reference to the latest news, but it did kind of fall together almost in a similar kind of fashion here to make it at least still make somewhat sense. Raising kids, man. I mean, I know it's difficult, and I well, I'll come back to that at the end of the uh, the audio segment here. So let's get to the first one here. You are allowed to ask questions. It's not wrong. You're not being hateful. You're you're not being intolerant to ask questions. We have to at least discuss it. Broken down over time, the LGBT population of America seems to be roughly doubling every generation. According to a recent Gallup poll, less than 1% of Americans born before 1946, that's Joe Biden's generation, identify that way. 2.6% of boomers do, 4.2% of Gen X, 10.5% of millennials, and 20.8% of Gen Z. I'm just saying that when things change this much, this fast, people are allowed to ask, what's up with that? Yeah, no no reason that it should be wrong to ask that question. And as always with Bill Maher's stuff, sorry if a little bit of the choppy editing because his show sucks. And the live studio audience is awful. And he tells really crappy jokes. He Dad jokes central. I don't... I don't think he's a very funny guy. I think he's a very intelligent guy. And the, sh the show is just terribly annoying. So that's why that might sound that way a little bit. Um, so he, uh, he, he goes to say, uh, apparently the ACLU is had a, some kind of statement recently about abortion and how it affects the LGBTQ uh, community. In the wake of America about to lose abortion rights, the ACLU recently tweeted a list of those who would be disproportionately harmed by this. You would think women might top that list. No, wasn't even on the list. Second on the list was LGBT, 
Really? Abortion rights affects gay and trans people more than, you know, breeders? I'm happy for LGBT folks that we now live in an age where they can live their authentic lives openly. And we should always be mindful of respecting and protecting. But someone needs to say it. Not everything's about you. Yeah, they get, they get louder and louder the more um, power that they get, that community. And that's fine. But when you start saying nonsensical things and then start going as far as giving drugs to uh, children and promoting lifestyles that are f pretty radical... That is um, that is a problem, and it's worth calling it out, and it's and it's worth talking about. And you know, I completely understand a lot of the points that are going to come back to me from my super liberal friends. Like, well, it's it's more and more because people are now empowered to be able to be vocal about it. That's absolutely true, completely true. Can't argue with that at all. But uh, so this is the main reason for the segments. Uh, parent parents are basically altering their children's DNA. I didn't know this kind of thing was happening. I'm not surprised whatsoever, but I didn't really know anything about it until I watched this segment and then read just a little bit about it after that. The answer can't always be that anyone from a marginalized community is automatically right, trump card, mic drop, end of discussion. Because we're literally experimenting on children. Maybe that's why Sweden and Finland have stopped giving puberty blockers to kids because we just don't know much about the long-term effects. Although common sense should tell you that when you reverse the course of raging hormones, there's going to be problems. Fertility and the ability to have an orgasm seem also to be affected. This isn't just a lifestyle decision, it's medical. Weighing trade-offs is not bigotry. Yeah, it's, it's almost cringe-worthy to even think about just saying the word puberty blocker. I, it's something gross about it. Like it makes me almost like a literal cringe. Very, very, very odd stuff that I was not uh, hip to. Uh, two more here for you, real quick. And this is absolutely true. This nobody wants to hear this from the that the community, the LGBT community, but it's true. And people are impressionable, and people just change young people on a dime. It's trendy to be gay it's trendy to be different or to identify as something that you're not it's very very trendy in america today and this is a phenomenon we need to take into account when we look at this issue yes part of the rise in lgbt numbers is from people feeling free enough to tell it to a pollster and that's all to the good but some of it is it's trendy penis equals man okay boomer Remember, the prime directive of every teen is anything to shock and challenge the squares who brought you up. It's why nobody gets a nose ring at 56. When I was in high school earlier on, 10th grade probably could have been closer to on its way into 11th. Might have been all the way to 9th, but it was earlier on anyway. I had a friend, I think his name, I don't remember his name, I'm not even trying to remember. Um, I remember his face, and uh, I remember a handful of others that were there, but two or three in particular, couple girls, couple guys. And one of the guys in particular said that, you know, he, he came out as gay, which you just don't do in 1995. I always questioned whether he actually was, um, the girls, they were very out loud, out loud about being bisexual. And at a point I, I liked the attention that they were getting. They, they were being talked about a lot. And they were my friends, and I was around them with some regularity. They weren't the kind, they were like kind of in the hall friends. I didn't really hang out with them all like on the weekends and stuff. And I don't remember who the hell I was running with those days, but I was trying to look dumb and wear, you know, wearing barrettes in my hair. The girls would put barrettes in my hair. I always had, you know, long hair. And, um, and yeah, I, I did envy the attention that in particular one of the guys got. And he was a, he was a, a, sh a sharp dressed, like he wore cool vintage clothes. He found the coolest shoes, you know, 70s style kind of stuff that was very in fashion then. And I've always been into that kind of uh, attire. It was a little bit more flamboyant than I would have uh, ever worn. But I, I didn't actually think maybe I should do the same 
because I'm dead serious. I was didn't think gay sex was gross when I was even a 15, 16, 17 year old. I just didn't. Um, and I, I did seriously think, what would it be like if, you know, I told people that I was, you know, I was into guys or I was bisexual. I wonder, I wonder what would happen if that, I might get a lot of attention. Oh, and I might get my ass kicked in the parking lot like that dude did one, one, one day. True story. Dude got his face uh, rearranged because uh, big jock badass heard he was gay and beat the hell out of him. So that was still a world that I, that I lived in. But that was absolutely taking place then. And it is absolutely uh, scorched earth on fire happening. Like this is this is very 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 trendy. And you know, if you want to be gay, then be gay. That's another that's another thing that I've always said for a hundred years. And anytime this comes up, when the argument of is uh, uh, are you born with it innate or whatever, like did you or is it a choice? I was just like scoffed at that question. Just like, what? What are you even asking? Like, if 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 it's a choice, then somehow then we have to outlaw your behavior or your or restrict your rights. But if you're born with it, then maybe we still want to do that. I was like, you're not making any sense to me. If I want to have sex with a man, I'm gonna do that. And that ain't none, none of your damn business. And it doesn't matter whether I was born with it or whether I made that decision tomorrow. I know countless people who were used to be quote unquote straight who are now considering themselves gay in relationships with children. I know uh, w- women that have children that are married to women. You know, this, these are decisions that you can make later in life. It happens all the time. Your influences, some drugs you might take, pornography, uh, who you're hanging out with, lots of things can make you decide to think, hmm. Maybe I wouldn't mind doing that. That's real. And that's okay. That's fine. If you want to be gay, be gay. But also know that your dumb kid, your dumb child, doesn't know what gay is. So slow your roll there, bro. And let's not push something that's pretty important adult situation on a freaking dumb asshole child. And that's what I wrote On my final note to self on my fifth cut of audio from Bill Maher, kids are effing stupid. And if you haven't noticed that with kids, doing something for the likes is more important than their own genitals, you haven't been paying attention. (laughs) Dr. Erica Anderson is a prominent 71-year-old clinical psychologist who is herself transgender and who now says, I think it's gone too far. The LA Times summarizes... She's come to believe that some children identifying as trans are falling under the influence of their peers and social media. If you attend a small dinner party of typically very liberal upper-income Angelinos, it is not uncommon to hear parents who each have a trans kid having a conversation about that. What are the odds of that happening in Youngstown, Ohio? If this spike in trans children is all natural, why is it regional? Either Ohio is shaming them or California is creating them. Yeah, and I'll let other people argue on the tail end of that. I know where it's going to go. As well, in Youngstown, Ohio, that's not nearly as accepted as it is in California. Blah blah. blah. I got, I got you. But main point is, kids are dumb, and if you let an eight-year-old, you know, do whatever they want to do, you know, just reference the dumb movie Big Daddy. You know, the Adam Sandler character doesn't know how to take care of the probably about eight-year-old boy. Let's him wear whatever he wants. Let's him call himself. He, I want to be called Frankenstein. I want to wear flip-flops every day, and he just lets him do it. And the next thing you know, he's pissing in the <laughs> in the, the the potted plant in, at school, and he's like the worst kid ever. Yeah, come on now. Sorry to use such a dumb reference, but it just popped into my head. I watched that movie the other day. So of course, he gets attacked by every screaming loud, smashing pots and pans together liberals. And um, one of the tweets I responded to, I said, because this guy went after him saying, for a guy with no children, Bill Maher sure has a lot of advice to offer parents on how to raise their own kids. And I responded, I said, you know what one of the best experiences to use for how to raise children? Effing once being one and not having motherly, fatherly amnesia that seemingly every American patient, excuse me, every American parent suffers from i've had this argument with so many people you don't oh you don't have kids you can't you know you can't talk about you can't do this you can't do that oh is that right 
Is that right? You're also going to tell the, the 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 baseball beat writer he can't talk about a first baseman because he never played first base? Come on. Stop it now. Shut up. Uh, parents are just... It's, it's so funny to watch now most of my friends that are parents have this just this amnesia of being a kid. See, like, that's where I think my, my, my greatest experience of understanding how children act is, um, let's see. Oh, yeah, I once was one. And it wasn't that long ago. And by the way, you who are now acting like your dumbass parents did before and having complete blind trust and, uh, you know, Alzheimer patient about this, forgetting about it, just being terribly naive to something that just not that long ago you were right in the middle of. Oh, not my girl, not my boy, not my Johnny, not my Jill. No, no, you're Johnny and you're Jill too. They all suck equally. Now, if you parent well, hopefully yours will come out better than the other ones, but they all suck equally. And how do I know this? Because I was one, and I also sucked, and so did everybody else around me. And guess what happened? A little bit different era, so it wasn't quite the same as it is now, but there was still a lot of, oh, no, 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 he wouldn't do that. Oh, no, oh, but mommy, I'm so sorry, I didn't do that. Yeah, yes, you did. You're a liar. Yeah, you're all a bunch of little damn liars. And I've, I have a little ex- adult experience being around kids of these kinds of ages, like living in my home. So this isn't completely me just seeing you on the weekend and then having a strong opinion. I've been around this stuff. Not a long time, but enough time. Kids are awful. I'm glad you love yours. And I, I'm glad that you're proud to have this as a part of your life. I know it's very important for people to raise families, family is everything, good for you, that's fine. You just need to understand, your kid is awful too. They all suck terribly bad. It's just how it goes. It's, it's not a knock on any, I'm not, I'm not trying to take everybody out with one, you know, one swipe here, but it's the truth. So let them grow up, let them decide you know, which direction they're gonna go, give them a little bit of advice, feed them, Wipe their ass, whatever you got. Can't help you on that. Like, I can't help you how to get them dressed in time to go to school. You're on your own there. <sighs> all right. So that's all. That's it. That's it. That's it. I'm still, my mood is not getting better. And, and I wish I was in a more gleeful mood to talk about Wrestle Jam 10 that went down Saturday, May 21st at the, um, what was it called? The Circus Tent Arena in North Georgia. I had a ringside seat and it was fascinatingly cool. And I'll lighten it up and tell you all about it coming up next. A pro wrestler may not be eligible to run for mayor of Ringgold. Paul Lee, whose stage name is Real Nature Boy, is accused of not meeting the residency requirement. Eligible candidates must have lived in the city for at least a year. Lee's competition, Nick Millwood, says Lee claimed a homestead tax exemption for a residence outside city limits. Lee says he has two residences and stays in both. Nature Boy Paul Lee! Woo! (laughs) And all I can hear about is the GFW. Join the force. <laughs> Do I look like R2-D2? For real, I'm the nature boy. I'm invading the GFW. I will take over, cause I am. <laughs> the limo riding, Delta fly, money maker, title taker, protein eating gonna give you a beating. Smart ass, son of a gun. I'm the nature boy. Woo, 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 woo. This is uh, Fozzie, lead singer is Chris Jericho. It's his entrance music when he comes out in AEW. It's great. When he comes out, and it was what he, usually a sold-out building of about, I don't know, 5,000? 
five to eight thousand is a much smaller production than WWE. Everybody sings this. I become, I become, I become Judas in, Judas in my mind. It's quite the spectacle. It's it's almost one of the coolest things that happens for the show. But they've made a heel turn on Jericho here recently. And he's the ultimate face. But he's been an ultimate heel in the past, too. And right now he's so popular and such a pillar of the of the AEW brand that people are pissed off because what they're doing is they're having his goonsmen, you know, his 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 posse guys that come out with him. They'll crank the music up. Everybody will flip out, and then he'll give one of his bad guy goons uh, a microphone, or he'll already have one, and he'll be like, oh, cut the music. You don't get to sing this song. And then everybody boos him. Um, it's, 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 it's neat if you like that sort of thing. Uh, I'm in a little bit better mood now. Uh, that open just kind of made me smile a little bit. That was Paul Lee from Ringgold, and that was an old news report I found online. He's tried to run for mayor of Ringgold several times, but he doesn't, or he, he's got, I don't know if it's a, if it's a, you know, part of the, the, the kayfabe, as they say, the, the part of the deal, or if he really does have, he says he has two homes and he, one's in Ringgold, one's not. It's probably all part of the shtick. Uh, but he, I don't know how he really does this and feels very good about it, but I guess it's been going on so long that nobody really cares, so it doesn't really matter. I mean, he is Ric Flair nature boy gimmick. He does the exact same thing. He wears the flamboyant robe. Um, he has the the long white hair and the really dark tan and the woos. And um, he's, I can't remember what the catchphrase is. Uh, you can woo me, but don't boo me, I think is what it is. You can woo me, but don't boo me. Anyway, he runs the North Georgia operation, from what I can tell. Uh, they ha He has a bar called Turnbuckles, and there's a ring in the middle of it. And I've never been there. I've only seen pictures. And they do, like, every weekend wrestling i think it's free or five bucks to get in you can get a burger you can get a beer I, they might have liquor if not i'm sure you can brown bag it and they have wrestling shows and it it's I, i've known of this for years and I've, many people have joked about going i am unapologetic about it i really really like professional wrestling i've gotten more back into it in the last few years i loved it as a kid i loved it as a teenager i Loved it in my 20s and even into my early 30s. And I, I'd have stretches where I'd go a couple years and, and didn't pay attention. But WrestleMania is almost always the week of my birthday. So every year, I freshen up on the storylines and I watch WrestleMania as one of my birthday festivities. You know, the thing I do every year, the dorky hashtag my month, best month ever thing. And uh, so a friend of mine reached out and said they've got this like their WrestleMania event coming uh this date last week called wrestle jam and you want to go and he said 25 dollars tickets for ringside there was tiered price and you can get in for cheaper than that but we got you know if we're gonna go we're gonna go and so i was like sure hell yeah sign me up no you don't have to ask twice we have no idea where we're going as far as where this place is exactly located the guy uh, one of the guys i'm with who lives in north georgia he knows roughly where it's at but he's never been there before and it's right next to his storage building that he keeps a lot of his stuff for work. And so we're we get to his house early and I'm, you know, I'm just drinking a little bit in the day. I have no idea what to expect here. This could be the most low rent thing ever. Maybe it's not as bad. I just no expectations. And the the best part about it was it didn't matter. I love it when I get put in a situation that's virtually no lose and it doesn't matter if it's great or not. It's it it will be good enough no matter what because we're not very low risk for a potential very high reward. So we're trying to figure out if we want to go pregame somewhere. There's not a lot of options in North Georgia, not a lot of good options anyway. And we go to the arena and it's 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 not a circus tent but it's painted like one. And like metal siding kind of place, but it's not a dump. It's not a dump at all. And we're trying to figure out, do they, you know, do they serve alcohol? Do they serve food? You know, should we try to go, you know, fast food it, which, you know, I never want to do. But at this point, it's just, I'm just along for the ride. So 
We go over there, we realize they don't serve alcohol. They don't serve anything other than just like, you know, high school football concession stand. Probably not even that good. So now we've got to go find some food somewhere. Or So we went down, went over to Publix, and we grabbed a six-pack of beer or, and, and, and then just trying to figure out what, because we don't have time to sit down at, at any restaurant on and Saturday night, so it's going to be crowded, and we don't have time to fit that in. We only have about an hour and a half till the show starts, and we are all in agreement. We want to see the whole thing, you know. We want to, we want to see, mo- or at least most of it. And so we literally go to dude's... Um, storage room and hang out listen to music drink light beer or whatever beer everybody else got and i'm thinking you know i want to get a buzz like oftentimes i'd like to drink and i don't care if i get a buzz in this setting i wanted to get a buzz because i felt like i was going to need it well that's not going to happen because we don't we don't have a liquor store anywhere nearby so i can't go get some airplane bottles so i'm kind of thinking damn it man well Friend of mine, I mean, I'm just gonna straight up and go out and just tell you exactly. Got a big joint rolled, and I don't smoke that much anymore. And when I do, especially in public, I don't usually do very well. So this was a very risky move for me. Meaning, I get real, I I close down. I get sometimes get very high levels of paranoia. If I'm not in a very comfortable place, I could easily get very antisocial and uh, anxiety, it, it's its gotten pretty bad. So I stay away from it almost all the time. But I thought, you know what? Something tells me like being stoned out of my head for this might be a good idea. Or it might be the worst idea ever. But what the hell? I'm not driving. It's uh, its all good. So this is just so red ass. I mean, it's not even a paved road entrance area to where this storage room is. And it's in walking distance to the place. And so get just high as a freaking kite. I mean, I got, I was paranoid. I, I almost had like a paranoia of North Georgia. It was totally foolish, but I was just like, oh my God, I don't like this. This, is, this doesn't, this isn't my place, you know? So we get in there and I'm really worried about, you know, are we going to be in the middle of a row of people? How much room is there? It turns out we're on the back. It's hard to explain, but four seats together on what would be considered the back row in the corner. Nobody around us to, to bother us to our right, to our left, our own little row and a little standing area right behind it. Perfection, absolute perfection, right next to the entrance where all the guys came in and out. We could, you know, basically be standing almost right next to them. So they put on the show. Uh, not a lot to say about that. It was pretty quality wrestling for the most part. The uh, the sound system sucked, but they had lightings. They'd kill the lights. They had a little bit of a light show, but not really. I mean, it's still pretty low rent, but it was full. A lot of people there. And so there were several old WWF wrestlers that were there just to, you know, to shake hands and wave their, their you know, their hats or flags or whatever. Some of them too old and broken down to participate. Mark Henry was one of them. He is a the world's strongest man was one of his nicknames in WWF for a long time. He was a you know pretty high level talent for a little while, but nobody really liked him all that much. And it turns out where his booth was to set, which is just a table, to to sign autographs was quite literally two feet right next to me. So he's sitting or standing or kind of pacing around, basically right next to me all night long, two feet, three feet apart from me. For two and a half hours. There was a row on the other side that had other wrestlers. Some of them I didn't recognize as much. Tatanka is an old WWF guy. Um, one that was really exciting for me was a late edition. The Million Dollar Man. If you know anything with WWF, you know who Ted DiBiase is. He had to cancel. So they filled his spot with Teddy Long. Who was a TV character and wasn't a performer. Uh, but he was best known as the MC of, uh, of, of SmackDown. They called him the general manager. Basically, the host of the show, if you will. The guy was hilarious. I loved him. He was hanging out over there with Mark Henry. They come from the same era, so they probably know each other real well. So there's Teddy Long and Mark Henry standing next to me all night long. Well, the wrestling industry is kind of like uh, the sex industry, if you will. Bear with me here. Kind of like strippers. Kind of like cam girls or guys. Or trans. Um, everything they do is for sale. Like, they're not here to be your your buddy. 
They're here to sell you. Think Pink Pete Rose. Pete Rose isn't here to take pictures with you unless you're buying. The cam girl, yes, I've been to cam sites and communicated with cam girls. I'm just, I, and you have to, you know, you have. At least curiosity got the best of you. They're not here to communicate with you unless you're spending money. Stripper, same deal. She's not going to spend much time in your area unless you're spending money. And that's the same thing in the wrestling industry. It is a brutal industry. It's a really, really gnarly, pretty dark, kind of disgusting world, really. And these guys are here for one reason only, to make money. And Mark Henry was charging $40 for a picture with him. 40 bucks. I didn't see any of the other uh, prices. I, did, I didn't care because I didn't want any of them. And so I tried, tried to get a couple selfies where he wasn't looking so I could just say, hey, look, I'm standing next to Mark Henry. And uh, so I, I and, you know, when especially when Teddy was over there, I wanted to talk to him so bad. But I felt like if I'm not giving you any money, then I probably shouldn't be bothering you and talking to you because that's the only reason that you're here. And on top of that, I was also so freaking high, <laughs> wasn't able to carry on a, a conversation worth a damn. And it turned out to be a perfect place to be blown out stoned because almost everybody there, the key to a great wrestling show is a great wrestling audience. And it was a pretty good wrestling audience. I mean, they were interactive. If you know, you know, I'm not going to explain to you how it goes. But if you have a dead audience, you have a dead show. And that's what made COVID WWE so incredibly pathetic. So it was nice. It was fun. We stayed the whole time. Uh, Buff Bagwell was the other big name who was there. So busted up. Leg issue. He's on a crutch. He could barely get to the ring. And they stopped in the middle of the show. And he was charging $10 for pictures with him in the ring. And just anybody in the building, until the last person was done... Got to get in line and get in the ring and uh, hand over a $10 bill. There, there's no square swipes. There's there's no uh, handheld you know, payments. $10 bill in your hand. And, uh, and they just stopped the show until they were done. It took forever. I guess it was basically just kind of like the intermission. And uh, that was <laughs> whatever. It was fine. And uh, then the show ended and then we left and, you know, that's it. I don't really have a much better story. Other than that, uh, I had heard that this goes on at the restaurant, but it, ha it was going on completely at this place. Every employee of this event were performers in the show. I went and got, I had three waters and a box of popcorn while I was there. So I went to the concession stand four times. And every time there was someone different there, and throughout the day, every time I would, I saw one of them come out and be a valet or be a, a manager or be somebody who's an instigator whatever part of the show so every person taking your tickets up at the front was eventually going to be in the show later on it was uh, culturally uh, fascinating to watch a lot of people who were you know, really into this some people it's just something to do down the road uh, again not a not a super great story to tell other than it was uh, it was like kind of being in a whole nother world and I uh, I enjoyed it when I tried to swipe my card for the water uh, it was everything they could do to make it work. Like it was, she had to punch in all the numbers. Like the scanner didn't work or whatever. Luckily, I did have some cash, so I was like, okay, here, forget that. We'll just go cash from here on out. But it was fun. I know that's not the most interesting uh, thing to tell ever, but uh, I really, really, really enjoyed it, and didn't do anything really all that stupid. And um, and I, it's an event that, unless there's something else going on on that weekend in May, if that's when it is every year, I don't know, I likely won't miss this. Uh, I'll pack some uh, airplane bottles, be a little bit better prepared, probably won't smoke weed again, and uh, ha have a good time next year. So, Wrestle Jam, and it's the AWF, and I guess the American Wrestling Federation, I guess. I don't know. So, all right, at least ending on something that's not horrific nature that is the freaking world that we live in uh we'll get back to a little bit more normal next week thank you for your patience appreciate you bearing with me uh on a on a dumb show on a dumb day and a, a just a overall depressing time and um 
But hey, it's Memorial Day weekend. We'll all be having a long weekend, and we'll all forget about this here in a few days, and then it'll happen again. It will happen again, and again, and again, and again. See you later. Bye.